Welcome back to another episode of Girls Locker Room. Have you been searching for a show that you can unwind and laugh with? Well, look no further, girl, because you have found it. If you are new here, I am your host, Rianne, another 20-something-year-old woman that is navigating and learning the ups and downs of life. This week's episode, I discuss the smoke and mirrors behind social media and the different faces of content creators. So step into the locker room with me, grab a glass and get comfortable, and you are tuned into another episode of Girls Locker Room. So, hey, everybody. I am so happy to be back in front of this mic, back in the locker room with you guys. I hope you all had an amazing holiday, an amazing Christmas. Mine was a little unorthodox this year. Um, A couple of my family members were sick, so to be safe, we decided to go ahead and cancel our gift exchange. It is being rescheduled, so... Um, but it was a new for me. It was the actually the very first time that I have not been able to see my family. Weirdly enough, last year with COVID going on, I still was able to interact with them and do our gift exchange because we did Secret Santa last year as well. But we were able to do that then and be around each other and have a great Christmas dinner. But this year, just like I said, to be safe, we just decided not to. So, But I hope you all had a great Christmas one thing about this Christmas this year, oh my gosh, so many proposals. The love was in the air. The love was in the air. And I know some people just do not care for being proposed to on holidays. I'm one of them people. Please do not propose to me on a holiday. I, I, If anything was to go wrong in our relationship, I do not want that tag to my relationship at all. Like, I don't want that tag to my, holi- my holiday. Yep, my holiday. I don't want that tag to my holiday at all. I want to be able to have great memories around my holidays and me being proposed and it not working out. It's not really, no. So, but for those who did get engaged this past holiday weekend, oh my God, congratulations. And the rings were really beautiful, by the way, and very creative. Some of those, some of the proposals were actually very creative. I saw one where a young lady was gifted a puppy and the ring was actually attached to his collar it was so sweet so for somebody who is in love with a dog that's one way to do it though just not on christmas you can still give me a puppy with a ring hey i'm a dog mom so but anyway that was the holiday for me and i'm going into this last week of new of the 2021 year so excited to get this year behind me but i hope you all are having a safe week and gearing up for your eventful new year's eve So I just wanted to get in here today and have a little bit of fun and talk and, you know, get into some things. So let's hop right on into what's trending. So this past Sunday, Insecure has officially wrapped. Guys, Insecure is no longer going to be creating new episodes. Now, the beautiful thing about HBO is they keep all of their streaming series on their uh, on their platform. So if it was a U- if it was an HBO series, it's still going to be on there. It's not disappearing. They're not taking it off. That's the good thing about a lot of these shows that are on movie networks. They're going to always be there. They're going to always be in the archives. So we're never getting rid of Insecure. We just won't be getting any new seasons. So this last season, I have a little bit of mixed feelings about it. It wasn't as it wasn't as like drastic and eye catching and pulling in like the rest of her seasons, but I think it was more because it was wrapping up the show and they were getting to certain points in their life that, you know, they were trying to get to from the beginning. 
So one thing about Issa Rae is she decided that she was going to give a really cute and simple um, five seasons. She feels like a show shouldn't surpass a certain amount of seasons because it's just dragging out storylines and it's not really, like, not really worth doing, i.e. Grey's Anatomy. It's time to wrap that up. They own 19 seasons. Let it go. Like, it's it's not the same. The best group was the first season, but that's not what we're here for. I just, but that's my case in point. So she gave us five great seasons, even though we begged her. Everybody begged for more than 30 minutes of an episode. We at least got, you know, some good content out of it. The one thing I can say is we have to continuously give this woman her flowers. Like, we give them to her now, but we have to keep giving her her flowers. Like, I thought about it when I saw the trailer for the behind the scenes, the insecure, the final making season. Um, that's supposed to, I think, I don't know if that came out this week or is it coming out next week? I'm not sure. Um, but I do know it will be on HBO as well. And they're doing like a little three part special about it, about them filming the last season. And when I was watching that trailer, every piece of her show down to the PAs are black. And that is a wonderful thing because you don't see, you don't see a whole entire film crew, of black people. You don't see it. It's not a thing in Hollywood. So for her to bring that about is great. The representation is has been there. Um, the representation in the story itself was there. And you you can never thank her enough for like opening up the doors of showing showing networks, showing people that black creatives are a thing. Black shows are a thing um, that we have a talent that we can pull in that is profitable, that it's it's money making and it, it brings in the numbers. The one thing I loved about Insecure as a show was that it portrayed young life so well. It portrayed it like with the ups and downs and the insecurities of life and dating. Oh my God, modern dating. So having a show showcase that the right way, as real as it was, because you have other shows that's showcasing modern dating, but you have it more of like for people of color. Like it's a difference. Like it's I mean it's not, but it is. So showcasing that and showcasing black love and success and the ups and downs of friendship and her just being true and raw with the experience of a young adult was was great. Especially right now in, in digital times. So it was cool. I think that's why like I said on a, another episode, I kind of gravitate to, towards insecure more than the other ones. Because you kind of see yourself at some point in the five seasons, no matter if you're like Molly and have always had your stuff together career-wise and dating hasn't been so well. Or if you're married and in a situation like um, like Tiffany and her husband, even though they still had their ups and downs, but you at least got to see that because you got we all got a friend that's in a relationship that's been in a committed relationship and seeing them move and grow within their relationship. We were able to see that, see Kelly and have her, you know, just living her life, doing her shit. If it's, if it's a mess, Kelly with it. If it's together, Kelly with it. Kelly was just here for the ride and that was fun seeing that too. But you got to see different dynamics of friendship and see what those really were like. And you subscribe to one of the characters at some point in the show, um, having this perspective from a man's side and having, you know, us see what men go through and what their thought process is. It was just cool. And she always found a way for us to discuss these topics on social media. Like, I don't think that was her plan, but it was definitely done. And 
you you just as a creative, it kind of speaks to you. I know for me, um, outside of my show, I create other things, and you know, being able to see somebody come from where she came from because she had shows on YouTube. Now I'm not, I haven't been following Issa Rae from her beginning of her career. I did start at the beginning of Insecure when I, that was when I was introduced to her, but she does have many series on YouTube. She's been doing this for a while and seeing her get her flowers and her becoming a producer. She also produced Photograph. Um, The Photograph, I think that's what it's called. It's called Photograph. And I went to see it and it was a beautiful movie and she wrote and produced that one as well. And she did amazing. Another movie where we showcase black love and black creative and black talent. So you, you just, you got to give it up to her. Um, it's a bittersweet, it's a very, very bittersweet feeling knowing that we won't have another a moment where we get another insecure, but I'm hoping because she has a contract with HBO that she's able to produce more shows like that from behind the scenes. Um, she does have a show that she's executive. Uh, she's an executive producer on HBO. It is not a scripted show. It's a reality TV series called The Sweet Life. And it's good. I've watched The Sweet Life. It's really good. It's about a group of friends who are between the ages of 25 and 29. And um, I think 24 and 29. They are based in L.A. And they all do another thing. You have a designer, um, a party plan, an event planner. We have a corporate. I think she's a corporate exec executive where she's just in the corporate field. I know she works for a corp. I think she works for a marketing company. Honestly, I think Amanda is a, a marketing person, I think, but she's in corporate. Nonetheless, um, another friend is, um, she is finding her way. She's an entrepreneur. She's done skincare and she's an entre entrepreneur and trying to find her way. So pretty much what Insecure is about, a real ass show. And it's really, really good. So if if you are still like, what what ways can I support Issa? That is definitely the way to do it. Watch the other shows that she's going to executive. She's going to be a producer on. Because like I said, she does have a contract with HBO. So I just wish her well and hope, you know, more things are to come for her. And that she just introduces us to other things as she does, you know, move on from Insecure. So yeah, so that is what's trending and on a lot of timelines right now is the wrap up of Insecure. It was done very well. And that is exactly what we're going to talk about in the things that I'm obsessed with. This finale for the series was so beautifully done. I think I've only like watched a series three or four times that comes to an end. And this one was by far the best one I'm so glad they was not in class, in the writing room, wherever they was when Game of Thrones was in there. Because clearly, that would that we're not even gonna get into that. But we just we just gonna acknowledge the fact that that was shitty, and this was not. Like I said, this was done very very well. Um, we got to see where she was leaving off with uh with Nathan. And again, big ass spoiler alert here. I am about to sell sell. <laughs> what is going on today? I am about to spill some tea about what happens in the series finale. So if you have not seen it, please by all means fast forward through this part right now. So the series finale, we get to see her walking away from Nathan and them walking away from each other. And I think what he did for himself was great. I think Nathan deciding, I, I can't do this. This is not healthy for me. It's beautiful. One of the things, like I said, that she has shown us is 
mental health and how it affects black men. And I, I thank her for that because that gives it a different perspective. But I was very proud that he said, you know what? No, I'm not doing this shit. <laughs> I got to go. So um, we see her leaving off from there and then just seeing how her world how her world goes in the next two years. We see Kelly and Tiffany and Molly how their life is and I think it was just done so great. I know a lot of people was like, that's crazy. They jamming two years into 30 minutes. But she did it so well. It kind of reminded me of the episode where she when she broke up with, with Lawrence and they were doing the the episode of where they could have been within a year or two if they didn't break up. So it was it was like that episode. I think that was series seasons two finale it was seasons two finale so she pretty much did the same thing that she did in season two with this series finale but she did it in a way where we can feel like we're not being left hanging that we are no we are wrapping up every character and all their development and it was done so well it was refreshing it was a lot of information all at once but at least we got to wrap up all our characters so again spoiler alert Sam molly get to where she was getting from her leaving her whitewashed firm to her people and her skepticism and fitting in with that particular firm like it's it's a different dynamic it was a different dynamic from her coming from a more white firm a majority of white people in her firm to going to a firm where it was all black and brown and minority based and seeing that her blossom this season with that and you know getting things done and closing out deals and then falling in love naturally. So she really didn't, didn't want to be with the person she ended up with. Like she was really skeptical about it, trying to hide it, trying to fight it. And it happened so naturally. And to see her win and come out with the love that she got from it. Cause our girl was going, Ooh, Molly went through it. And specifically with Dro, like she went, she really went through it, but to see her win and see her get where she needed to get was, was great. It was good. Um, but the one takeaway that I loved about this show was the the character development between Molly and Issa. It was beautiful. That was probably the best love love story for me, like a uh, friendship love and watching them go through their different stages of life together, their ups and downs, their hiccups and stuff, and see them get back to it like real sisters do. It was beautiful. And then it made it even more sweet because you got to see the actual relationship between Issa Rae and Yvonne Orgy. You got to see that through the two characters. And so it, it was just bittersweet knowing that we're not going to see our favorite duo on screen no more. It was quite sad. So, but it was, it was good nonetheless to wrap up everything. Because sometimes some writers will like end out a show and we won't know what, what direction these these characters are going in. We just get left hanging right there in the moment where they are. And we just, oh, we ain't going to see this again. So we ain't going to never know how that ended up. But we got to see that with that. Like Lawrence and Issa wind up, you know, being the the group, the two to come back together. And that shows you life is just crazy. You can think that you're done with a person. You could try to leave them alone. And then life puts y'all back together in the same room again. And you try to stick it out. So I was happy for that. Nonetheless, it was a good series. Like I said, it's a bittersweet thing that we will not be watching Insecure Sundays no more. I'm very sad about it, but what can you do other than to applaud her for her journey and everybody that was included in the show? 
and hope that this show opens up doors for these respective actors. And I'm just hopeful to see what they do and what we get out of Hollywood with these new stars, these new talent, these new writers, these new producers and directors. Because not only is she opening doors for her and the actors, she's opening doors for people behind the scenes. So I'm just, I'm excited because I feel like Hollywood about to get a breath of fresh air that, that the movie and TV show were about to get some new talent. And I'm tired of remakes. So I really want to be focused right now, but my dog is like really, he's being a dog. Okay. But anyway, so let's get into this topic. Today's topic is mainly centered around content creators and social media. So recently, I don't, I want to say like a week or two ago, I had a virtual interaction with a content creator who I had been supporting even before they decided to go into actual content creating. So this person decided to hold a like a live really quickly and wanted to discuss a topic that was very um I won't say very well spoken of, but like it was it was just a thing on social media for the time and she wanted to have an open discussion about what was going on. So when I hear open discussion, I think of, okay, well, let's leave comments. Let's actually discuss. Yeah, that wasn't the case. That was definitely not the damn case with that situation. So she wanted to know some opinions and I gave mine a few times, but I was actively engaging in the conversation. One, because I was told for my media management, I needed to be more interactive. So that's what I had decided to do. Um, was to, you know, comment and play along with what she had going on. And so as the as the live is going on and, you know, she's saying her perspective and I'm saying mine somewhere in there. I don't know if it was frustration or maybe I was just, you know, commenting too much. She decided to cuss me out. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was I was shook and I was more shook because of the way this person kind of portrays how they are on. On um on social media. So this person really, you know, she paints herself to be a vision, a vision of peace, love, and light. And I know everybody gets frustrated and all of that, but I really feel as if when, when you are, there's ways to set boundaries, but when you're having an open discussion and no one's being rude, because I definitely wasn't being rude, no one's being rude, calling anybody out their names, um, you know, calling anybody stupid for their opinions or anything like that. You're just really having an open discussion as if they were sitting at another mic across from you and you were having a discussion here on open forum. There should be a decorum that you have. But to see this person that I completely supported and I completely like, you know, have taken advice and listened and had an open ear to the things that they talked about and what their what their niche is on their show and then having that interaction and then watching this person allow the people that followed them to actually interact with me in the same manner, even though I'm nothing to them, I'm just one of their supporters. It was just like, wow, your face and your tone and how you portray yourself behind your, behind your mic in front of your cameras, two totally different people. And sometimes you get that. Sometimes some people put on a face just to make, make way into a specific space that they want to be in. And some come wholeheartedly and genuine and how they are on and off screen, like me. What you get on this camera, baby, you're going to get in person. You're going to get the most in person. You're going to get the most behind this camera. You're going to get talky, talky, talk, all of that. 
So it's a harsh lesson to know that some people really don't have the same face at all times. And another another group of content creators had actually mentioned that on their show, and they were like, "It's it's actually really crazy how some people do not." fit they mold online that they do in person is actually kind of disappointing and a letdown and i get it your social media your platform and how people want to be portrayed it's up to them because it's their space and what they want to do but i just feel like when you come as yourself and you come as you are more people gonna flock to you even when you have moments like those but then when you portray yourself to be a certain way all times at all points, you are going to get a little bit of blowback because it's like, damn, the way you talk is it's as if you you allow other people to come as they are respectively in your space. But when they do that, you attack on the way back. And then we like to put a Band-Aid on it. I'm just passionate. Nah, 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 nah. Because I'm passionate. Um, I get a little breathy, a little loud. I get a little, you know, uh, I like to debate. But I ain't never gonna sit there and tell nobody, oh, you about to get the fuck up out of my space. You you got to go somewhere. You've been you've been saying stupid shit this whole time. You you just been running your mouth. Er? <laughs> like, excuse me? <laughs> I thought that's what we were doing here. I thought thought you asked for opinions. Hmm. Especially when somebody is not being rude. Like I can understand if someone's like, Bitch, you gonna listen to what I got to say. You you gonna hear what I'm saying, and what I'm saying is this, this, and that. Or if you shut up, maybe you can hear like it ain't even nothing like that. It's just like, yeah, but I get that. But this is what this is more of what my tone was. Well, yeah, I understand where you're coming from, but I think that's what other people's perspectives just was. Like it was nothing. I even was talking to other people in the live that was also making comments. Other people were um adding me. And we're like, yeah, this is where I, I see where you coming from. But I think it's also this way. Like we were actually having a discussion and it's even more crazy because it's like, you never know who was supporting you from what point of your career. And then you, you got to meet everybody with kindness unless they're stepping over a boundary. And if there's no boundaries of disrespect being stepped over and you, you come with the disrespect, that looks crazy. You look crazy. You look wild. And it's also the same way. Not even just what content creating, it's what people in social media, period. Like, you'll meet someone that, from what they portray online, as if they are professional or if they are, um, you know, just a ball full of energy, that they are the life of the party, all of it. But then you get in front of them and they just holding up a wall. You're like, damn, what's up? How you doing? I, it's, I've been wanting to chop it up with you for a minute. And they just sitting there like, yeah, that's cool. That's dope. Yeah, you too, you too. It's like, what the fuck? Like, you good? You a death in the family? You got something going on? You're sick? You're not feeling it? And they just like, nah, this this how I am all, at all times, bro. I'm just chill. I'm just laid back. You know, that's just, you know, that's just for my persona. That's just for this. Nah. And that's when you come into people that's not doing the stuff that they do genuinely. And, and they fade out after a while. They're not consistent with what they do. And they should have stayed in a perspective lane. And I'm not saying that about the person that I had the interaction with because I still, even after that interaction, hope they do well and get to everything they aspire to be. It's just that I decided, okay, this is one of them hard lessons where when you get into it and you interact with people more often, you start to feel like, okay, so I know that this, 
even though you could have put them on, you know, oh, I want to get them in a room. I want to pick their brain and, you know, learn more about what they, what their experience was and what they had to battle and go through to get to the point where they are in their career. And then you interact with them, even on that small space. And you like, yeah, I'd rather not. When they say first impressions mean everything, they're not playing. Like, they're not playing. Like, you never know how your interaction with someone can change your whole linear aspect or what, or how you meet them again. You never know. So, just be mindful when you're watching people or when you're, like, when you are engaged in what they got going on and what they bring to the table with what they do as a content creator, as an influencer, anything, just be mindful that you may not see that same person on screen behind cameras in your ears in person. Or even if it's just, they're not even at that, they're not even in that part of their career, of their job. Cause this is a job. Like I know for me, when I go to work, when I go into my, my actual day-to-day job, when I step into the hospital, I got to put on a face of complete compassion. Even though I have it already, I have to go in and understand, especially for where I work, a lot of people coming in sick, they're not feeling it, they're terrified, they're scared, they're nervous, so I have to put it on a whole nother face. And for some people, content creating is the same thing. It's a job. It's something that I'm doing. It's like I'm putting on this mask so that I can sell this content, and then I'm going to get back to what I am. I just think that when it comes to content creation, especially as a podcaster and as a um, as an influencer, you get to create your world because there is an audience for everybody so it just boggles my mind when you go into somebody else's face and they are nothing nothing like they seem you're just like you know you can be yourself right this this you like you you control this line you control this aura i mean people gonna flock to you if you being yourself or if you're not but any easier just to be who you are and that's just really where it comes down to it being a hard lesson for me you can be who you are in your content creation. Like you can be who you are as an influencer. People gonna flock to who you are naturally. And if they don't like it, they gonna find somebody else to go go vibe with. You don't have to change who you are to pull people in. So I say all of that to say that was just definitely a hard lesson for me um, as a smaller person in the content creation world. Because I'm, I'm fairly small. This person has a little bit of a bigger following. But I'm very small. And that left a crazy impression on me. Because it was just like, damn. That's not how I saw that going at all. It was more like a... um. It was more like a listen to what I'm saying. I'm venting. I, I'm asking you for your opinion, but I really, truly don't give a fuck. It was one of them conversations. And you got to be careful with them. You don't want to bring them to the floor. So, and I, And I think it's because... For me, I always want the locker room if I invite other people into my forums, no matter if it's right here in a mic across from me on my social medias and in my comments, on my website, on my blog. I want you to be able to come into my lane and my platform and open up a door for a conversation. That's what it's for. I'm supposed to be your homegirl around the way. If you can't go to your homegirl and talk to her and dish it out and and find some opinions and, and knock ideas back and forth. This ain't the lane for you. <laughs> so, and I, like I said, I really feel like sometimes you have to be very mindful. And then it was so crazy because right after that situation, because like I said, this person really does showcase themselves as love and light. And it's, it's just, it's just wild because it'd be the love and light ones that you'd be like, damn, thought you was for the girls. Don't seem like it. It don't seem like it at all. So 
But that was my experience. You just you just got to learn from me. Be very mindful of who you interact with, even if it's outside of content creating. Be mindful of who you watch. Don't take everybody's like what they give you on screen when it comes to social media. Don't take it as face values. This is what they do all day at all. Like all day, this is them. Some you gonna find that that is literally them. What you get on social media is what you get while you're in private, and you may even find out they even even more entertaining or even more beautiful or they give off more of a vibe even when you're with them in person so yeah just be mindful of of what you what you take in from social media and you take in from these content creators and 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 recognize that it may not be the same when you meet them or interact with them and that just that just helps you go onto your journey with being in whatever industry you are in but for content creators it's going to be a wake-up call because that definitely was a wake-up call for me. And that was a small interaction. I, I can't fathom what I might run into when my content grows and I grow as a as a content creator. So, but yeah, so that was my topic for today. And let's get right on into Jam Session. So I know I already spoke about Adele and her album 30 and how I loved it and how it was a new sound for her. But I am... Um, obsessed with oh my god oh my god has been on rotation for me for the past two weeks it's just hearing her in a different type of song so usually when i think about adele i think about her her beautiful melodies her ability to capture a room with that voice to bring soul into it which she did in oh my god but like it was a different type of feel for the song so like i said adele has recently went through a divorce and that song gave you more of a i'm dating i'm being Risky. I got me a sneaky link. I'm doing things that I probably shouldn't do, but damn it, fuck it. Let's go with it. And that's the that's the vibe that the song gives. And it is just so nice and flirtatious. Like the song is so good and it just sounds different. It's a definitely a different sound for her. But I really, really enjoyed it. It just it speaks to me right now. Cause right now I'm doing things that I maybe I maybe need to not to do <laughs> i'm going into waters that i probably don't need to tread into but we having fun we living life we young we fine we free and that's really how i feel right now so that one really speaks to me i like to have songs that speak to what i'm going through at the moment i like to have songs that are narrating my life and oh my god it's narrating my life i'm not dating but in the aspect of just trying new things of going in different routes that I wouldn't typically go in and throwing away some old habits that I don't have anymore or trying to create new ones. You just never know. Like you, when you're treading on new things, it's scary. And you think sometimes it's, it's bad. This may not be a good idea. Or this may end up bad. But fuck it, we ball. Like that's really how sometimes I feel. So that is a really good song. If you have not heard it, please take the time to go hear Oh My God. It is another lovely song on Adele's album, 30. She did that beautifully, and I couldn't have I couldn't have imagined her coming out with a sound like that. So, yeah. So, that is my obsession and my song of the day, really, or my song of the week or the period, however you want to call it. But that is what I'm obsessed with. Oh my God, it's a beautiful song. It it just it's wonderful. So 
But that is all for today. And thank you for listening to another episode of Girls Locker Room. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe so you never miss another Girls Locker Room Wednesday. And join me next week as I talk about welcoming in 2022. And again, I'm your host and this was Girls Locker Room.